welcome to the Radiant Podcast. We are so glad you joined us today. This podcast features messages, interviews, and discussions from Radiant Church located in Seneca, South Carolina. For more information about Radiant, visit RadiantChurchSC.com. Here's today's episode. Welcome to Radiant Church. My name is Andrew, and I'm the lead pastor. And we're so glad you could join us today from wherever you're watching or listening from. If this is your first time joining us, hey, go to RadiantChurchSC.com, click I'm New. If you fill out that short form online for us as a way of saying thanks, we're going to donate $5 to one of the nonprofits that's listed right there for you. Well, I want to welcome you to our online Christmas at Radiant experience here today. We know many of you guys are watching from all over the place, but there are also those of you who are local, and because of the COVID surge, you're choosing to watch from home, and we certainly understand that. We want you to know that we miss you and we can't wait for you to join us again later on down the road. And we hope that from wherever you're watching and listening from, that you're having an amazing Christmas season so far. If you're joining us for the first time here today, let me catch you up too on what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. We are unpacking the Christmas story in a series of talks called Christmas Cards. And we started with the first week with the central figure of the story, Mary, right? And we learned from Mary's story how important it is for us to trust God. Then we put Joseph at the center of attention last week, and we were challenged that no matter what the cost, we should obey God. But how many of you know that your nativity set needs another cast of characters, right? So who's missing? Mary and Joseph. Wise men? Well, not quite. They're in your set, but they don't meet Jesus until he's about two years old. That leaves us with the shepherds. Now, I don't know about you, but when I uh, think of shepherds, <laughs> I don't think dream job, okay? How many of you guys uh, know someone who wakes up in the morning and they say, hey, I can't wait to become a shepherd one day. Be rolling in the dough, raining Benjamins. <laughs> not me. I don't. It's not a lucrative job, right? No one wants to be a shepherd. I don't know a single soul. And in Jesus' day, well, it wasn't very lucrative either, and there weren't a lot of takers. The shepherds, though, you know, they had no home. They actually ate and slept and lived with their sheep 24-7 all year long. And depending on how often you've heard the story or, you know, where you've heard the Christmas story from, maybe you've heard that shepherds kind of got a bad rap, like they're vagabonds or whatever, but actually, it wasn't a disreputable job, just didn't pay well. Uh, Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd. The Bible describes pastors and ministry leaders as shepherds. David was a shepherd. Jacob was a shepherd. Moses was a shepherd. Kind of see a pattern here, right? There's a soft spot in God's heart for shepherds and those who watch and protect and live with their sheep. And, you know, these guys, they were by no means, again, well off. They actually had nothing to their name, really. They were, they were poor. They weren't educated. They probably couldn't read very well, if at all. Their social skills are probably lacking at best. And that's the big twist to the whole Christmas story, right? God puts a twist by choosing this group of of people, these shepherds, to be the first ones to hear about the birth of Jesus. I think it's worth noting that God did not choose the scribes who built their lives studying the Old Testament texts to hear about Christ being born first. He didn't choose any of the governing rulers or the experts first. He went to a group of people who, while they had an important job, they lived as afterthoughts in the minds of society's elites. And I just want to pause for a moment, if I can, and just draw attention to the heart of God. Because choosing the shepherds reveals God's deep love for every person. He doesn't view you based on your race or gender or class politics, whatever demographic you want to assign out there. God doesn't see you that way. He sees you for you. He sees you as one of his own. He sees you as a valuable and important person who matters deeply to him. 
And so he chooses to throw a twist in the story and announce the birth of Christ, the shepherds first. Now, these aren't ordinary shepherds. These are the shepherds who, in all likelihood, were watching over flocks of sheep, which would be used as the sacrificial rams and lambs at the temple in Jerusalem. So imagine that for a moment. This really speaks to the intentionality of God, right? Because he never does anything by mistake or accident. He sends this message of the birth of Christ, the one who would be our sacrifice, who would die for our sins in our place on a cross, to the shepherds who are responsible for watching the flocks of the very sheep who'd be sacrificed for the sins of the people at the time. So what's the message? Well, what are these shepherds here? Let's jump to Luke chapter 2, verse number 8, okay? So that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep, when suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiant of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. But the angel reassured them and said, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, and the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven. How about that? Praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. We know the message, right? The heart of the angel's message was the birth of Jesus. But what about this message of joy? Because the message was supposed to bring something, and that was joy, right? In fact, it was supposed to be great joy to all the people. You know, our world's not experiencing much joy right now in this Christmas season. We're all ready to bury 2020 as far into the ground as we can. And I think sometimes we read the Bible, and we'll listen to stories like this, and we'll think, well, there's not a whole lot they can teach us. I mean, you know, those are old stories, right? It took place thousands of years ago, and what do we have in common? with people who lived back then. What could they possibly teach us that we hadn't learned already? We're in the 21st century. We got high-powered computers, as small as watches, like this one right here, that we wear and walk around with. What can a guy watching sheep teach me? Well, let's start with this. For starters, there ain't a whole lot of joy in the shepherd's world either. We can relate to that today, right? We both can relate to that. Shepherds and ourselves, no joy. Shepherds lived under the heavy hand of the Roman government. They weren't part of the political class. They didn't have wealth. They weren't the right demographic to matter to their own rulers. Is that sounding familiar to you today, right? So joy was just as scarce then as it is right now. I think it's interesting, too, how much the human heart longs for joy. It was almost a natural, instinctive drive for us to obtain it, right? I mean, think about it for a moment. What do we long for in every story? The happy ending, right? The happy ending. We want our stories to have conclusions where the main characters experience joy. Joy seems to be what everyone is after all the time, whether they realize it or not. And for many, maybe even for you today, joy is constantly fleeting. No matter what you do, no matter where you turn to, joy seems elusive. Almost as if we know whatever we, we do and try to experience lasting joy, we're in for a letdown. One of my favorite Christmas movies we watch this time of year is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yeah, I love Clark, Clark Griswold, man. The scene where he brings everybody outside the house, the view is amazing light display, right? He gets all the lights out there and he got a drum roll going. And what song does Clark sing? He sings, joy to the world. And he puts the plug in and nothing. The build-up, the preparation, the waiting, the anticipation, the excitement, this is it kind of moment, and nothing to show for it. And I think that's how the shepherds probably felt. I think that's how a lot of folks in our world feel right now, that we've done everything we know to do to experience joy. We've tried everything. We've searched for all the right answers, but nothing. In fact, your life might even feel 
kind of like all these lights that I've got right here. These, these, these Christmas lights, man, no one likes tangled up Christmas lights, do they? We put our lights and displays up a few weeks ago. The kids were super excited. Shayna was excited. <laughs> but I'll be honest, joy eluded me. I knew what was ahead. Tangled lights. Lights which would, you know, supposed to work, but they don't work. Lights that when you test them and put the, put the lights together and hang them up, only to find out hours and days later that they burn out. Christmas lights are exciting and frustrating at the same time, right? And the temptation I have, and I bet you've had it before just to leave these lights alone and walk away like we'll go to Lowe's we'll get new lights right we'll buy new lights and we'll put those up and of course that'll work but it's going to cost you more and it doesn't exactly fix the problem with the other lights we got right here and if we're honest these lights that we're going to put up they're just going to find themselves in the same predicament next time right so why would we leave the mess let's just fix the mess and and deal with it I can't help but wonder how many of us find ourselves in our lives kind of like that. We want joy, but we got a mess to sort out. Instead of dealing with the same thing, you know, the, the problems we got, the issues we have going on, we, we're tempted to walk away. And we're convinced that, well, if I change my life and do this, and if I find great joy by becoming this kind of person and buying that and moving here, that I'll, I'll make it. And all of our futile attempts to discover joy in our own terms, not only do they fail, but they prove costly beyond what we're actually willing to endure and pay. To the shepherds, they're told they're receiving news which will bring great joy to all the people. Well, that great joy isn't just a, that a baby's been born. See, Christmas is about the coming of God. Jesus is God in the flesh, coming to us in order to bring us from darkness into light. It's about the coming of a Savior who would take the past and present and future and wash it all away as if it never happened. And by coming as a baby and leaving the splendor and glory of heaven, God showed that not only does He want to save you, man, but He gets down in the entanglement of your life, in the mess, and He just begins to fix everything. He begins to straighten stuff out. That's the great joy of Christmas. That's the great joy of Jesus coming to the shepherds and for us. See, once Jesus entangles everything, once he straightens everything out in your life, you're finally free. You found freedom. But just because you're untangled the mess that was the lights doesn't mean they're going to work properly. Some of you light aficionados, you know very well that, you know, one or two of these bulbs right here could burn out and prevent the rest of the lights from working together, right? These lights can really only work for so long with burnt out lights before the whole strand will eventually go dark. See, once you find freedom in Christ, there's a purpose which has to be discovered. Maybe you're a red light on the strand or, or a blue light. I'm not sure what your purpose is, but once you discover that and you begin to fit that role, well, the rest of the strain is complete. Can I tell you that there's room for you in God's kingdom? There's a place for you and a role for you, a purpose for you. How many people are searching for joy because they're out to discover why they're here on this earth to begin with? They're trying to discover their purpose and they can't find it. Well, God has a purpose and He knows He designed you. And he knows that He formed you to make a difference. He knows why you're here. And once that purpose is discovered and once that light's given new life, the strain works again. Why? Because these lights weren't designed to work alone. They were designed to work together. See, everything looks amazing once they all come together. And you can put this up and have a great light display going on because you fulfilled your God-given purpose and you made a difference. And when you start making a difference, you find joy. Joy is found when you find God's promise, when you untangle the mess, when you find your place and begin to help make a difference in the lives of other people. But there's also one crucial step that we haven't talked about that makes all of this happen and it's absolutely necessary. You can't find freedom. You can't discover your purpose. You can't make a difference 
without knowing God. The shepherds take off after this visit from the angels, and they find Jesus in a manger, just as the angels said. And guess what they do next? Look at verse number 17. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. They told people about Jesus. They shared the story. For people to come to know God, they've got to hear about him. And for those of you who have already chosen to follow Jesus, well, guess what, man? They need to hear your story. The shepherds didn't keep this experience to themselves. They didn't treasure it and hide it. Too many people view Jesus as kind of like their Jesus. You know, it's their church. It's their experience. And they're happy to keep the joy that Christ brings to themselves and only share it with those who are willing to be just like them. Why? Because fear grips them. What if things change? What if our traditions go away? You know, what if how we experience church is different? What if people who vote different and look different and behave different start coming in? What will happen? Oh my gosh, right? I love what the shepherds, man. They're not, they're, they're not care. They don't care about that kind of job. They are so overcome a great joy. They let everybody know all about Jesus. My oldest son, he's four years old. He had this great idea on Easter Sunday earlier this year. He was excited to learn that Jesus is alive. And so he was so overcome with joy that he asked Shana if she could record him saying that Jesus is alive forever and ever. He wanted her to post the video on social media. Why? Because even at the age of four, he understands that it's important to experience the joy that only God can bring. And he has a desire to share that experience with other people. What about you, this, you know, t today? Do you have great joy? You know, Jesus, you know, he, he doesn't look down from heaven screaming for you to get your life together. He came. He left all that he had. And he came to lead us to a new life of freedom and purpose, a life marked with great joy. Christmas is God coming for you so your life doesn't have to stay in a tangled mess. This Christmas, with all the insanity that's happened in 2020, with the ups and the downs you've experienced this year, with the uncertainty and the unknown, with the tension that's all around us, you can have real joy. And if you're finally ready to experience the great joy that Christ can bring, I want to lead you in a prayer that gets your journey started. It doesn't start in with a prayer, okay? But the prayer to follow Jesus, what well, marks the beginning of a lifelong adventure filled with great joy that the same shepherds carried on at Christmas night so long ago. So here's what we're going to do. It's a two-part prayer. That's you today. You say, Pastor, I want that real joy. I want that lasting joy. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to pray to ask Jesus to become our Savior. And by that, I mean He comes in and He saves us from our sin. All the wrongs you've done, all the things that, that would have been in violation of God's standard, right? He forgives us and He cleanses us of those wrongs. The second step is you make Him Lord. By making Him Lord, we're saying, my life is no longer my own. I'm submitting myself to you, God. You call the shots. You lead me. I'll go where you want me to go. And you know, here's the thing. These lights right here, I, once, once these lights are, are fixed and ready to go, I put these lights up wherever I want to put them up, right? I can make whatever display I want to make. I can, I can do whatever I want to do with these things because, well, the lights are a tool. And when you submit your life to Christ, you're saying, Lord, I, I'm your tool, man. Use me. Do with me what you want. Help me to make a difference in the lives of the people. I just want you to call the shots. I'm yours. So if you're ready for that prayer, if you're ready to experience joy, 
Let's get started. Pray with me. You can pray with me in your own words. You don't got to repeat after me, but just pray in your own words, however you like. I'm just going to kind of walk you through it. Okay? So, Father, I thank you for those who are watching today. They're saying, hey, I'm ready to take this next step and experience real joy. God, I pray that right now they open their hearts to you. And they say, Lord, forgive me for my sin. Now is the time where you say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Forgive me for my wrong. Be my Savior. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Make me new. Give me that fresh start. I'm sorry for these sins and these wrongs that I've done. Lord, as they're asking you to forgive them, and they're asking you to cleanse them of their wrong, they're asking you, God, to forgive them. I pray that you'd wipe the slate clean in their lives. The Bible says that when we are committing ourselves to following you, we say yes to you. Man, our old life is gone. A new life has come. That we're a new creation. Lord, I pray you'd make them new here today. And Father, now that they've made you their Savior, they turn to making you Lord of their lives. And this is the part of the prayer we say, Jesus, I'm not going to call the shots anymore. I'm not going to make it about me. I'm going to make it about you. God, you reign in my life. You rule. I'm submitting myself to you. I want to be used by you for your glory, for your kingdom, for your benefit. I want you to take over. So, Lord, as they're submitting themselves to you, they're saying, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Guide me and use me. I'm in your hands. I pray, Lord, that you begin to formulate a plan to use them for your kingdom, for your glory, for your honor. Use them, God, to reach people for you who have not yet heard about you. Take that great joy that you're instilling in their lives. Make it contagious. Man, use that joy to spark opportunity for them to share their story of your goodness and grace and how you've changed them and how you're making them new. Father, we thank you for what you're going to be doing in their hearts and their lives here today that you have saved them. You've become their Savior and their Lord. We celebrate this Christmas that you came for people just like them, people just like me. We thank you for that. We ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, you can do so by emailing us at media at radiantchurchsc.com or visit one of our social accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you listen to. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day.